young athletes need the tools for success on the field and on the court. And now more than ever, in the arena of business. In the new era of name, image, and likeness, Athletic Architects is here for young athletes and parents to help prepare for your financial futures. Let Athletic Architects start helping you build your house. Visit buildthehouse.com and let's build together. You're listening to the Auburn Express. Good morning, War Report family. Your man, Ike Jones, here. The morning drop. We are getting into it, man. Spring camp is getting started here very soon, very soon. Today is January 18th, 2023, and we're going to talk about Hugh Freeze and company. They're all out on the road pretty much right now, still out there recruiting, but we're about to get started with some football. If you guys are ready to go, I definitely am. Let's drop it on them. Morning drop right here, your man Ike Jones, my guy Mike G, and joining us today, Jeremiah Geraldo Tate. The GOAT. The GOAT. <laughs> that's All what sports.com. That's what the G stands for, JG. Jeremiah. <laughs> He did not just do that. <laughs> he did do that. He did do that. Ukulele in full effect this morning. JG Tate, man, uh, how you feeling today, dude? I feel great. It's another day to be alive. Uh, as my friend T.I. once said, another day above ground, all I want to do is ball. And uh, oh. that's Mike G. Mike G., where were you in the pre-show, bro? Uh, oh, man. Listen, I was in the wrong stream, waited on you guys. I was like, where are these guys at? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know what that's about, man. <laughs> that's uh, but yeah, man, we're good to go this morning. Uh, glad to have everybody mm-hmm. on. We are going to be talking about spring. Mm. Uh, it's not quite spring as far as like the actual season, but spring camp is getting started, the, yes. the workouts and everything. And what we want to do is discuss how do we feel like uh, our guy, Coach Hugh Freeze, I can officially say our guy now because he uh, tweeted at me on on yesterday um, in response to a clip we put out there. He's our guy, Coach Hugh Freeze is doing so far, putting this team and this staff together. How are you mm-hmm. feeling about it so far, JG? We haven't talked about this, so I yeah. want to know how you feel. Coach Hugh Freeze has done so far. Uh, yeah, he's been terrific. Um, I was pretty much on board with him from the very beginning because I just thought he was a good fit for Auburn. Um, mm-hmm. Just the kind of guy that understands how this place works from a political perspective. And I thought he understood what it took to recruit because the last guy did not. And some of the guys on that staff last time did, but he didn't. And that kind of filters down. I know Hugh Freeze knows how knows what what it takes. And he's showing it right now. I mean, the numbers have been incredible, dude. The reclamation project on this roster is a, it was a mess. As you guys know, we've talked yeah. about it a bunch, but he's gone out and gotten some dudes. And I don't necessarily think he's like getting ready to win the SEC, but he's going to take Auburn. The first step, I think, is to go from, you know, dog water to solid. And <laughs> I think he's getting the guys. Let's talk about what that first step looks like because he touted two things at his opening presser uh, QB development and turning programs around quickly. Uh, talk about, you know, put that in context for us, what that means about turning a program around quickly. Uh, this program won five games last season uh, and missed the bowl game. Uh, you know, what does next season look like in step one of the Hugh Freeze turnaround program? 
I think you just try to get dudes to fill gaps, particularly man on the defensive and offensive lines. Dude, they had nobody. Um, and now I think they have a, I like their offensive line situation. Now I think they might want to add, I mean, I believe in Jeremiah Wright more than most probably. Mm-hmm. Um, they've got options at center now with Andre. And then you've got three tackles really to handle two positions for coming in. So I like where they are there. Um, I don't know. You just try to fill gaps, Mike. And then you also have to keep your eye on the future and say, we got developmental dudes that are going to be studs in a year and two years. Uh, you know, I, Keldrick probably going to fit in there somewhere. Guys, you know, you got to, you got to plot it out. Kevin Steele. And I know some people aren't necessarily in love with him anymore, but <laughs> he had great ideas about how to build a roster. And he always yeah. had that, that chart, you know, I got my studs, I got my challengers, I got my developmental guys. And then I got my flyers, you know, guys that, one in 20 turnout or they're great practice guys. So you got to set it up that way. Cause that way you've always got that next layer. Keysaw, uh, and uh, Harson weren't doing that. Okay. So we let, let's kind of talk about the, I don't even know if you can call the plane landing with uh, the previous staff more, more like a crash landing with them. But like, what do you think you, you kind of hinted at it a little bit, but what do you think went wrong? Was it just a bad fit from the beginning um, you know, because it just seemed to unravel so quickly. I mean, literally halfway through season one, it's looking like, oh, this is going well, six and two. Eh. And then all of a sudden it was In just November. like disaster and it never kind of got back on on track. So what do you feel like went wrong? I mean, it, what do they do? Well, I guess that's kind of where I would start. Like, what were they good at? They were not yeah. good at recruiting. Um, they weren't good at in-game adjustments, I didn't think. And I thought they were decent with dealing with the kids they had on campus. You know, I mean, I thought they dealt with their current personnel. All right. So that was solid, I guess. But I don't know, man. Like I would talk to them in recruiting and they would just be like, I'd be like, hey, you know, Keldrick Fox and Highland Home. And they're like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like this kid's a stud and he's in Highland Home and he needs to be at Auburn. And they just didn't have that. Got to have it. Got to have this kid. Like Parson felt like from the very beginning that recruiting was something that he hired somebody else to do. Mm, and right. he would kind of be there because he's the head coach and wave and say, hey. But he didn't feel like that was his job. Mm. He did not feel that way. And mm. I mean, when your head guy won't get down there and get dirty and do what's got to be done. And when I say get dirty, I just mean talk to people, be the guy, like yeah. be the head coach on the floor with, with parents, with moms and dads, with cousins, with aunties, whatever. Do that. And he right. would never do it. And I think right there, you're done. Well, um, recruiting definitely was an issue. And a lot of guys stay away from college coaching because they don't want to do the dirty work in recruiting, right? You see a lot of guys do that. Um, beyond that, JG, uh, they had other is- a lot of other issues internally, you know, we were made aware of. Like, you know, everything from how installs were getting put in in practice to communication with players and parents. I mean, it was a whole... It was a whole mess. But moving forward, uh, Hugh Freeze doesn't seem to have that issue. Uh, he is mixing it up. And from day one, he got to Auburn and he hit the road recruiting. Auburn recruited nine linemen. Who knew? Who knew they could go out and get linemen on the offense side of the ball? Uh, this is going to be a new look offensive lineman. You have a presumed incumbent in Robbie Ashford right now, since they have not brought anybody in in the portal, Holden Garner has almost close to no on-field experience. But we've heard that TJ Finley is joining the team for spring workouts. What do we make of TJ Finley? He kind of di- disappeared over the last uh, third of the season. Um, he's, in the, he's in the weight room with the guys this spring. 
you know, is he going to be a factor in this quarterback race or is he just going through workouts this spring? Yeah, I mean, I can't. You guys know TJ better than I do, but from my perspective and, and the, the side that I see it on, I, I don't see any way this works out great for him. I mean, he's proven himself to be not a very good quarterback. Uh, and I think Auburn's going to need something better than that. I, I do think Robbie Ashford has that ability. And I hesitate to give him too much hell for what went on last year because, man, the, the line wasn't very good. And as we just talked about, the offense didn't necessarily make a lot of sense either. I don't put a lot of trust in Eric Keesaw and Harson to have a Robbie out there running competent stuff. I don't. I don't. So I do. I feel that way about Philip Montgomery and Hugh Freeze. So I think there's a chance there with Robbie. But like TJ... I'm not seeing that at all. If Calzada was still here, I would say the same thing. I still think a lot of Holden, and I think I want to see what he can do. Uh, But they're looking for a quarterback, guys. I mean, they don't have one yet. They thought a few guys were going to pop in the portal, and they either won't or haven't. And so they're just kind of there. I don't think this kid at Oklahoma State is somebody they're really excited about. I, I, it doesn't seem that way to me. I, I would assume if they were excited about him, he'd be here already. Like yeah. I just don't. I mean, it's not as if he's got a bunch of other places that are beating down his door. So if if they wanted him here, I think he'd be here right now. Uh, but, you know. I'm kind of encouraged that they're not just reaching for a quarterback in the portal, right? Like. They're really trying to find a guy who is a good fit. I mean, that's the way it, it appears to me. I mean, what do you think? Uh, it seems like every name that comes up, everybody's like, oh, we're recruiting this guy. Are we going to get this quarterback out of the portal? We need another quarterback. Uh, but Hugh Freeze doesn't seem like it doesn't seem urgent. Right. And I think maybe that speaks to how they feel about the guys that they have in the room. Uh, but maybe but they still want to bring a guy in for competition because in the SEC, you need a backup plan. You definitely need a backup plan. Uh, to me, it's more like, okay, Robbie's we're at, Robbie's the guy we got right now. Mm-hmm. So if we're going to go get somebody else, it's got to be somebody who's demonstrably better than what we think Robbie can be next year. And he just hasn't come across that person yet. I, Grayson McCall probably was that guy, yeah, but they couldn't get him in school. And everybody laughed at people who said that, including me. And then they tried to get him in at Florida, and they were like, nah, I can't do that either. And now he's just going back to Coastal because he, he can't get in anywhere. So... Mm-hmm. So that was one guy. And there were a few other guys in the portal they were keeping an eye on, but those guys didn't pop or they haven't yet. And so here we are. Um, I don't think they're in a, they're not going to go out and just get some dude. No, yeah. I, I think they've got a dude in uh, Robbie Asher. I think that's the good thing that I'm seeing from this staff. As Mike G said, they, they don't want to just offer a guy just because they want to fill a spot. It's got to be the right kind of offer. Let's get into these comments. Eddie Whalen jumps in and says, why are some boosters still having issues with Coach Freeze? Pearl was forgiven and look at our basketball program. Hmm. I, I mean, when you say still having some, like, are they like openly doing? I, I know that there are yeah. people who just yeah. never got back on board, but are people like openly saying stuff again? Or I don't, I don't, I'm not. Yeah. Well, much, we know uh, of some who pulled support from the program. Yeah. I mean, but pulling po- right. support originally and never like doing it again, but like, are you, I guess I, I'm, I'm asking, is, is something new happened that did this or was Eddie expecting Freeze come in here, does a good job and people are like, oh, okay, well, I, I, all is forgiven. We'll get back. Like he, we haven't played a game yet. So 
I don't know. I don't I don't feel a lot of negativity out there. I know some people had some snap reactions when he got hired, and I understand it. I respect those opinions. Uh, people have their own way of thinking yeah. of things. But yeah, Pearl's a great example. There were people who were pissed about Pearl coming in here, and he showed what he is, and he's a stud, and he works hard, and he cares. And, and that took some time, it right? Did. Like it wasn't it as if in the off season people were like, "Well, we got him now." Like it took some years before remember, people they, jumped on the Bruce Pearl bandwagon. Basketball was not great those first what couple years into yeah. the third year, and people yeah. were getting a little antsy, but uh, it caught on. And I, I think I think he was going to get going a little more quickly. Yeah, I, listen. At the end of the day, there's always going to be somebody who will never let you forget what you did yesterday, right? You're not going to change those people. I think that he said it best in his opening presser. Allow me the chance to earn your trust, right? You know, now there are some people out there who will deny him that chance. And there are those of us who will just move on and judge him by what he does moving forward. So, you know, in, at the end of the day, you know, life kind of, it kind of moves forward. Um, you know, I kind of said it on a previous show. Nine months from now, my, my hope is we're talking about football, yeah. right? And beyond those nine months, we're still talking about just football, whether good or bad. Um, I think, you know, as long as the conversation stays on football, um, he honored his word at his press conference. And that's all you can ask. There's a comment here from Blake O that says freeze and Pearl situations aren't even remotely similar. But I I mean, I think they are right. I mean, Pearl was a coach coming in that had some baggage and he had been very good at solid schools, but hadn't won anything super big. Right. Mm -hmm. I mean, he's at well, he'd won in Evansville, but I'm talking about Tennessee. A Milwaukee. I mean, he'd been really good there, but he hadn't like won a natty or gone to a final four. Right. Right. Mm -hmm. That's kind of where I think Hugh is like he was at Ole Miss and they were really good and he wasn't going to win a natty there. Similar in that way. Both had some baggage, different kinds of baggage. But yeah. And I think that when they're saying it's apples to oranges, they're talking about the type of baggage. Um, But uh, listen, okay. it, it, it is what it is. Listen, you're, you're in the situation now and we just got to figure out if if there are people who will never move on beyond it then allow them to be where they are. Like, I don't know we have to have this need to force people out of a space that they're in just so that you can have some gratification that you felt like, oh, we brought them on to our... Listen, man, roll with who's rolling with you and keep moving. That's how I feel about yeah, it. Yeah, like, I don't, you, I don't I can't ever anybody. win you over, I'm going to stop having the conversation. Yeah, listen, man, there are some people that will never, ever, like, forgive me for my stance on Bo. Ever. Oh yeah, no, that you're, you're done. I hear, I hear about it to this day. Yeah, right. They were like, "You wanted Bo to break a leg, right?" And I'm just like, "Okay, man, look, we're never going to get past this." So mute. Um, <laughs> and I can imagine Coach Freeze is going to be in the same situation with a lot of people, right? Yeah. Um, you know, uh, now I'm, I'm in no way comparing my stance on Bo to like you know some of the, the serious things, right? But you know, at the, but I just think it's time to talk football. Yeah, and again, like you said, as long as the conversation remains about football, then he's doing what he's supposed yeah, to do. Yeah, I think he's done. He's done all he can do. All right, Haley jumps in. Freeze is the polar opposite of Harson with recruiting. Ain't this the damn truth? Um, yeah. You know, JG. Like uh, again, I just want you to you know give us your opinion on this about how they have attacked this roster in terms of filling needs rather than just recruiting names or stars. It just felt like. Um, previously, we did a, a poor job of filling needs. How was Hugh Freeze able to just go out and get so many linemen in one class when the previous two coaches failed at that so miserably? He's got some dudes that work harder. 
Uh, he's got some dudes that know more players, and he's also got some analysts now. They kind of have a slightly different view. They're more like into personnel, like like assessing players more than uh, current players rather than recruits. I mean, they have guys that do recruiting as well and girls, but um, I don't know. I, I just feel like their assessors are a little sharper, and they know exactly where they want to go. They're more on the same page as a staff. If you remember, there was a fault line in the last staff where you had mm-hmm. the well, the people on the bunker called them the potatoes, but like the Idaho dudes, and then you had the SEC dudes, right? And there was a the, fault line there. The potatoes. <laughs> there was a fault line. There were some ideological differences there. Uh, and then now with this staff, it, there are some guys that are like freeze guys and then not freeze guys, but he got them together because he knows how to lead people, mm. uh, how, to, how, to, how to handle a small group situation that Harson did not know how to do. And everybody's on the same page now. And there's open I, communication and everybody feels empowered. I like he used the term small group situation since he 100% makes me feel like he's some sort of Pentecostal pastor. So, so small group is, yeah, is for, for Hugh Priest. He took us to church in that opening presser. It felt like church service. I was, he does that. I almost I mean, my Bible BP out. does that. BP does similar things like that all the time. And it's just mm-hmm. gotten, we've just gotten normalized. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I liked it. I thought again, it makes him a good culture fit for Auburn. Um, and, uh, you know, I was impressed. I thought he won. I thought he won the presser well, in, my, yeah. in, in my book. Yeah. That's like saying you're hooking up with the hottest girl in the ugly sorority, though. I mean, it's kind of, you can do that. <laughs> you can do that. Some, some guy named hey, Brian see. Wilson jumps in and says exactly if they wanted Sanders, he'd be here. Who is that? I'm just kidding. Right. Yeah. I agree with you on Spencer Sanders for sure. I mean, we're talking about a guy that has what, 30 or 40 career interceptions. Like, I, I don't yeah, know. Right. War Damn Dad 95 way. said in the new scheme, hot take, Robbie throws 3,000 and runs for 1,500 with the B. Will Simmons mm, emoji. JG. 1,500? Yeah. 1,500? I mean, that's, Cam ran for what, like 1,450? Hey, that's not happening. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, 1,500, he might be leading the SEC in rushing, right? If just, he puts up these numbers and he's not in New York, then somebody... Uh, yeah, right? Like, we we won, like, four games. Those season. are Cam Newton numbers. Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't see that. I do like Robbie a lot, but I, I don't see that. <laughs> he's, he's not Cam Newton. I mean, come on. Yeah, I don't... I You know, here's the deal that I have. There's a problem that I have with 1,500 yards is the amount of hits he's going to have to take. And he's not built like Cam. So no. this seems this seems prime for injury in my book. I would like to see him around maybe like 800 yards rushing. Um, yeah, look, man, I like Robbie as I said earlier, but mm-hmm. I, I still don't think they're. I still don't think he's going to be QB one on opening day. Really? Mm. No, you, I don't. You think you think Holden's going to beat him? Because uh, no, we got to go gonna, for the room right now. You're talking about they're going to bring a transfer guy. In yeah, gonna it's going to be some QB1. somebody. Then oh, I probably man. have to get him later now, but. I mean, at this point, yeah, today's the last day if you're going to bring yeah, them in, they're going to be so, your spring. So if it doesn't happen window. today, then they're, 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 they're behind the eight ball already. So uh, Yeah, there, there's another window. Okay, all right. Uh, let's see. Yeah, no Paul Tuckto says, Holden for the win. His accuracy will be key in this system. He just needs to get faster. He means... Uh, I hope, yeah, I'm about to say foot speed. I don't know how you improve that unless he just goes and takes some uh, some soldier serum. But, uh, you know, definitely. <laughs> America Jews. Yeah, both both of the, both of these guys, whether you're talking about Robin or Holden, uh, Rob, Rob, I put them both together, Robin, uh, Robbie mm-hmm. or Holden, um, they have to speed up their processing in order to be good in this system because it requires you to get the ball out quickly. Like, I like you're, you're not going to be able to hold the ball for a long period of time, especially if you're not going to be 
Robbie Ashford athleticism wise, getting the ball out quickly, making quick decisions, understanding where to go with the ball accuracy and on time. That's what you want from a quarterback, man. And I keep trying to tell people who are stuck on this concept of, uh, you know, you need a Malik Willis or you need an RG3 to run a Hugh Freeze Philip Montgomery system. That's absolutely not true. You need a quarterback who is quick in making decisions in this system. The athleticism is a plus, but decision-making accuracy on time, that's what really matters at the quarterback position. Well, the line is going to have to play better this year for Holden than they did, you know, for any of the quarterbacks last year. Uh, but I li- I think I still think Holden is a stud. And his all his teammates speak very highly of him. And they say when he gets his shot, he's gonna he's gonna play well, whether it's here or someplace else. So like yeah. um, you know, again, you know, time and you know, uh circumstance have a lot to do when kids like Holden get their shot. Uh, but you know, this is somebody I'll be rooting for no matter where he plays. Uh, I think Today's the last day of the portal in this window, right? Yes, mm-hmm. it, oh, I think it's tomorrow. Actually, I thought it was the nineteenth. Okay. No, I, th- I think today is the last day, if I'm not mistaken. I could be wrong, but yeah, I think or at, keeping an eye. Yeah, I'm like at midnight. I'm just yes. saying, like the Tulsa quarterback from Philip Montgomery is in the portal right now, Davis Brin. Okay, so I mean, to watch. is he any good though? Because I, nah, like, I don't I didn't, know, man. I, I didn't like what I saw from him on tape. <laughs> I don't know, man. <laughs> so I mean, he he seems like a guy that would be good to get you in the camp so that to help the quarterback room understand what's going on. But I don't know that he's beaten anybody out from a talent perspective, experience for sure. But from a talent perspective, I, listen, and I don't pretend to have followed Tulsa football last season, but I watched some tape on him, and I was not particularly like blown away by by davis Brent. i'm not gonna lie to you well i don't know as though regular folks like tulsa fans will be blown away by robbie either i mean but again I, there's a lot of reasons for that i mean that was a complicated situation that he was in last year right mm-hmm. uh, davis Brent, i'm looking at the numbers right now because i didn't watch him either ike you probably see more of him than i have but 59 percent completions uh, 17 touchdowns eight interceptions on 250 throws and it doesn't look like he's much of a runner so right i mean he looks like he's okay that's what i'm saying he's I, not terrible i'm not saying he's a bad quarterback i'm just saying i wasn't like oh yeah this is the guy yeah. i want running my team next year I'm right like okay he's okay i'm just curious he, I know, again like robbie he made some really great throws when i watched the tape but he also made some throws where i was like what was that mm. so you know i i don't know that you immediately upgrade your room but you do fill it out and you bring in some more experience specifically with the type of system. Uh, yeah. And we're holding brother Hugh to his word. My expectation is that whoever he picks plays well because he is a QB developer and we have lacked a QB developer at Auburn for quite some time. All right. So if it's Robbie Ashford that takes the field, I would assume that he took the jump this spring, right? From year one as a starter to year two as a starter. If it's, Holden that makes the jump over Robbie, my expectation is he showed something phenomenal during the spring that, you know, I, 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 JG, I want so badly to believe in the talent, the evaluation at quarterback. I want badly to believe that whoever we put out there is going to be the best guy. Best developer of quarterbacks at Auburn since Scott Leffler. Lefty. I don't know if you guys know this, but he worked with Tom Brady when he was younger. Ah, Leffler did? He did indeed. Okay. All right. That guy did all right <laughs> at football, right? He's a he, bowling green. Yeah. He can football pretty well. Yeah. Are you talking about Thomas? Thomas Brady. <laughs> you may know him from yeah. University of Michigan. Mm. I've heard of him once or twice. Um, Auburn Dad jumps in and says, I hear they may be going after Sam Hard from Washington and Grayson. Yeah. I, I, 
I, I think it, uh, it's, his name was uh, is Heard, is it not? Sam yeah. Heard? Yeah, but anyway, uh, Grayson uh, may graduate, I think is what he was going for there, and transfer, but who knows? I think the the hope from a lot of people is that Grayson McCall gets his act together and uh, is ready to be a grad transfer by the fall. Um, that's definitely not happening this by spring, right? But um, listen, we'll see. Hey, look, man, Grayson ain't at Coastal to be good at class, all right? He's there to be good at football. <laughs> That's, that's listen that's clear he could not listen man and, and this is this is another thing that i think is is interesting man is the the narratives that exist out there sometimes that are not really real mm-hmm. but persist which the other person's fault and like i don't know why we're so quick to blame auburn every single time like sometimes it is auburn's fault sometimes it's the coach sometimes it's the environment but it ain't always Auburn, man. So stop bagging on Auburn so quickly sometimes. Yeah. I'll be wanting to bang on your own people too much, man. It's it's funny. Um, now, I had, you know, to see if they go after a guy like Grayson, I think it will be interesting. Um, uh, you guys can't hear, but my <laughs> my three-year-old niece is in the background saying Grayson is just sucks. <laughs> <laughs> that's one that's one little girl's opinion <laughs> um but we she might are. be the best uh talent evaluator this side of the mississippi we just since, don't know since uh since al borges right anyway <laughs> um we uh gorgeous borges actually you know everybody's talking about quarterback but i think there are going to be a lot of things around quarterback to talk about this spring jg um this is a lot to evaluate for this staff this spring right you know how, how many p- positions have to be reevaluated this spring? Oh hell yeah! Literally every one of them. Yeah. Like literally, like the only position I think you can walk into there, and the only guy I think that walks into spring camp and is like, "All right, I know who my guy is," is Cadillac. Outside of that, everybody else is like, "All right, let me figure this out." Agreed. Well, I mean, defensive backfields pretty good, right? I mean, but you still got a lot of question marks. I mean, you've got a lot of talent in the room, but who's going to be the guy? Because there's a lot of spots you got to fill. I think when you talk about who's opposite of DJ James, people immediately go to Nehemiah Pritchett because of his experience, but there are some other guys who could challenge for the other side of that um, outside corner. And then who are you going to kick inside if if it's not going to be Pritchett? Are you going to move him inside? Do you move him and try him out? at like you, There's still some things to figure out in the defensive backfield. Tons of talent, but yeah. how do you figure out who's going to get the most starting snaps? What are your rotations going to be? A lot to figure out there. Linebacker, a ton to figure out. Defensive line, a ton. I mean, there's a lot. to, to Offensive line, a lot to figure out. Tight end room, a Everything lot to figure, to figure out. out. Right? I'm saying so. Other than we know that we got this one guy, uh, some his last name, I think, is Hunter, um, playing running back. I don't really know who doesn't have a ton to figure out for their room. Mm. So Word. Uh, Chris Sanders, never mind the injury. I forgot Robbie was an inept in an inept offense d- does not designed for him. Now, okay, so little inside info here. Okay. Um there were not a lot of fans of the game plans up to the Missouri game. They started to pivot at LSU. And there was more optimism about the game plan. And it looked very different. It was a different look offense. You know, what I expect here is from day one, these kids are going to love what Hugh Freeze is running. Right? Like, you know, we saw guys jump in the portal on the offensive side. And then after this hire, jump right back out. uh, And get back into this offense. So, like, you know, it, it, it occurred to me, you know, going into the first third of 
of last season that there wasn't a lot of buy-in to the game plan, right? Um, and then they tried to pivot when they saw it wasn't working, but it was just too late. Now I thought it was obvious after the first two cupcakes, like, hey, man, this this isn't looking smooth. Um, well, I mean, the, the problem was, uh, again, offensive line, and then the, the whole rotating QB situation didn't really work out well because I don't think that they had that rotation figured out well, right? I, I think mess. that they they brought Robbie in at the wrong time sometimes. Like I, I didn't mind a two QB rotation. I just didn't think they were using it right. Um, it was more so, it was, it was almost as if they were scripted. They were like, all right, we're going to run this many plays and then Robbie goes in and we're going to run this. It wasn't situational. It wasn't what the defense, it was just kind of like, we're, we're still figuring it out. And it's like, yo, you've had both of these guys for the entirety of the off season. You should have had this figured out better by now. Yeah, so. yeah. I, I expect earlier buy-in to, to what they're trying to do. It's almost like those guys weren't very good at football, huh? The guys coaching? I mean, I'm just saying. But, oh, man, it's rough. <laughs> it's, it, it was rough, JG, man. And you it know what? definitely hard I to tried to hang in there with them for as long as I could. And it, it just, you know, you, you just can't ignore the results on the field, man, at some point. Yeah, uh, Jay Finch jumps in with a super chat. Appreciate it very much. I would rather have Holden as QB1 because I don't want to lose the studs at wide receiver like Jay Fair. Laughing out loud, I realistically think we can win nine games next year. Mm, all right. Yeah, I like Jay Fair. I think I think he's a stud in waiting as well, too. I mean, he's the model student athlete. Does everything he's supposed to do on and off the field. Uh, gives us all, like, you know, he goes above and beyond in terms of off-season training. Um, you know, and we saw flashes of what he could do at last season when they got a chance when they actually got him the ball. So, um, you know, I expect him to challenge for playing time, more playing time, significantly more playing time this fall. I'd love to see them get some wideouts that aren't like six feet tall, though, right? I mean, JJ Chick, Malcolm mm-hmm. Johnson Jr.'s not maybe that super short. Jay Fair's another short one. A lot of yeah. slot dudes. Yeah, I mean, I mean and they're Cam. changing that, right? Like they brought in that Martner kid. We got Camden yeah. Brown. We got our Mark Kelly. There are some guys that are in the room now, finally, <laughs> that <laughs> have a little height to him. Landon King, depending on what you want. I mean, he's in the tight end room right now, but he's playing a little bit of a wide receiver as well recently. Right. Um, we'll we'll jump to this last one here. Eric Moss jumps in with another super chat and says, other than Malik Willis' time with Freeze, what has he shown besides arm strength elite? athletic ability and heart we know Robbie has all three of those I think this is basically saying uh, what kind of quarterback does um, Hugh Freeze want um, and, and Robbie has the arm strength elite athletic ability and heart I don't really know where to go with that I know both of them I mean I know Malik better than I do Robbie mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know Malik just got, really got humbled at Auburn and just got knocked down to flat and had to rebuild himself at, at uh, Liberty, and he was the right kid to do that. I mean, uh, you talk about heart. It t- took a lot of heart for him to do that. For sure. And Robbie, uh, you know, he had a kind of a tough time at Oregon, I guess. Yeah, but definitely. I don't think he got flattened. I don't know. I, I don't yeah, know Robbie as well. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. He did. <laughs> well, he gets, he got, he, yeah, he, yeah. like, you know, again, without saying too much, that situation, I feel safe saying this, was toxic, right? And, um, you know, Personally, for him, you know, this change, it had to happen. The change had to happen for him. There was no option to stay at Oregon under the circumstances. So, right. you know, he had to come so. to, yeah, he had to come to Oregon, I'm sorry, to Auburn and, and, and reinvent himself as well, too, and get a fresh start. And then, you know, I think he's ready for that challenge. So, um, you know, a healthy Robbie, you know, has to take that step from year one to year two, I think, right? So, you know, um, the same way I've said, I'm not letting, Q 
Hugh Freeze off the hook for quarterback development. I mean, you have to put something on the player as well, too, in terms of whether they take the next step or not. So absolutely, you, you know, he's got to get better at short to intermediate passes. Right. He's got to be more accurate. He's got to go through his progressions and make the right reads with the football. Uh, and he's got to learn quick, man, because opportunities to be starting a starting quarterback in the SEC, they come and go in a flash. Yeah, ask Jackson Dart because he played decently guys. and they're already trying to get rid of him. Listen, man, it yeah. is what it is. <laughs> you know, going into year two, you're running out of time, right? Like going into your second spring with, with, your, with your new second team, you're running out of time, right? So there needs to be a sense of urgency there from his end as well to learn what he needs to learn, show the coaches what they're looking for, and demonstrate that he has a superior understanding of the system, what's expected of him. You know, and, you know, develop some feel with his guys on the field at receiver. Uh, so he's putting the ball where it needs to be. Like some of the unforced errors last uh, last year with the fumbles were a little disappointing to see from him. Um, I still believe in his ability. So I don't want anybody to hear that I'm off the Robbie Ashford train. But like, you know, um, it's going to be next man up, I think, in a new coach where you're kind of resetting culture. Hey, uh, there was a, a comment over here from either Hallie or Haley about Haley. I feel like Malik never got a fair shot at Auburn. Yeah, I I don't know, man. Um, that's not how I saw it, and that's not how Malik saw it because he gave several interviews when he first got going at at Liberty about I wasn't ready to challenge for the starting job at Auburn. Malik felt like he wasn't a, a huge stud when he got here, mm-hmm. and he acted like he was a huge stud, and he did not pay attention to the little things. He thought it was more about being at practice and making big throws and showing off his big ass arm and running. But it's more about preparation, honestly. And I, he didn't prepare properly at Auburn. And he would tell you that. If he was on this show right now, he would tell you that. Mm. And that's how he got to the NFL, is that he made that pivot where he learned to start preparing and taking that part of the game more seriously. He's he's quoted. I mean, this is in, like, stories on ESPN and stuff. About- and he, he, he gives a lot of credit to Ken Austin, who is now on the Auburn staff, for helping him get to that place of learning how to prepare and being better at the position of quarterback. So, again, we've got the guys in the room that can help these young men get to the place that they need to be in this offense, yet to be seen as to whether or not they actually get there. We'll go out on this comment just because it needs to be said. Yeah, JG is that dude. 100%. Yeah, 100% so, back here. Ukulele J. What's with my us name, this, Mike, again? What is it again? It, it is Jeremiah Geraldo. 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 <laughs> well, we appreciate you coming in with us this morning on the morning drop, JG. Always great to have you here with the War Report. Um, you know, listen, man, if they don't know, I don't know what rock they're sleeping under, but tell the people where they can check you out and all the great things you got going on. AuburnSports.com. Of course, you guys, if those of you who watch the shows on Wednesdays here at the War Report know that uh, AuburnSports.com is definitely part of the family. Yep. Been part of the family. I believed in Mike G a long, long time ago, and then I met, you know, Ike and Caesar and uh, be well later, but uh, you guys have definitely become what I thought you would become, which is studs, absolute studs, and uh, glad to be part of it. We're about to get out of here, man. Morning drop style. We are here back. Friday is the next morning drop, so we will see you all on Friday. Until then, and as always, War Eagle, we are out of here. Peace.